Welcome to Alternatives to AA. This is Joshua Robinson, and I've been three years sober. And I'm Monique Robinson, and I'm two years sober. And we're here on a mission to help make the difficult journey of sobriety even easier to manage. Nobody in my world ever thought that I'd actually manage to be sober. So now we're taking what we've learned in the last decade to be able to help you too. And we're not against AA. We just need to learn how to manage the other 23 hours of the day. From communication to relationships to self-care, we're going to show you how to cope when your triggers try to take you down. Join us every Monday at 6 p.m. to uncover not only how to live without alcohol, but to thrive in sobriety and to swap out your addiction for a better life with the help of Alternatives to AA. So let's go. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Alternatives to AA. Got Brian with me today. and We're going to talk about um, New Year's resolutions and just reflecting on 2022. And uh, yeah, so let's go from there. So what are some of your goals for this upcoming year? Well, I'm really excited to see Braxton, you know, go to his wrestling meets. They're, you know, they're back in full swing now. I'm really excited to see his progress, you know, as he gets older and bigger and stronger. You know, that's a thing that's important to me. Uh, and, you know, helping him along the way. Personally, you know, from not abusing my body, you know, with drinking as, as much. And, you know, that was a big step for me this past year, even when we had the first podcast when I stopped um, before my powerlifting meet I you know that was that was hard and that was something that's something that I'm going to continue to do you know from now on and uh you know that's really a goal that I need to continue to you know maintain and I'm looking forward to that because I know the way that I feel when I'm not drinking and I'm not abusing my body with you know not sleeping enough and not resting enough and you know it's just Burning the candle at both ends is not good. So um, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I'm hoping to compete again in the end of April. And, you know, because I haven't been drinking, my strength has gone up. My my weight has gone up. Yeah. Like gained like 15 pounds. I was also really stressed out toward the end of the short, you know, middle of 2022 there. But I... I feel comfortable. I feel good. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully I don't get kicked out of the uh, sign-up like I did for the one before. Right. I just got to sign up earlier. Like, <clears> I know. Today. <laughs> I know. I signed up. I signed up for that one, and it was sold out in 10 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah, that was the one in this last May that I didn't get to do. So then I did the one in Philly that you came to. Yeah, that just sounds like crazy that it was sold out in 10 minutes. I know. So, uh, so anyway, I, um, you know, I'm looking forward to that and just see where that takes me. Job's going well. I don't really have anything specific. It's just increasing my quality of life for myself is what I'm going to do. Okay. Because I've been very selfless. I don't want to be selfish, but I need to take stock in myself a bit more so. and, and do some things that are uh, good for me, you know? So, is, so your goal is to just make your life better yeah. overall quality of life quality of life get to bed at 9 30 <laughs> <laughs> be a good dad yeah it's crazy when you when you when you stop doing something that's bad for you uh well especially for me drinking can kind of keep me awake you know yeah like way past my bedtime yeah it's like a stimulant too to me yeah, it, it certainly sure. is and then i'll just crash you know but in reality I'm tired at 9.30, man. But yeah. 
mentally. Drinking so, past like 9.30. I don't mean not drinking past 9.30. Staying up past 9.30, 10.30 to like 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. on like a Wednesday. Yeah. It's just it's like a it doesn't self, make any sense. It's a self-destructive thing. Totally. Because, it's, yeah, it's just like everything's going good in your life. And it's like, well, why don't I just like stay up? Like you're happy about it, right? Yeah. But you're like, well, why don't I? But then you kind of destroy it at the same time by going overboard with the happiness that you got. Right. And that, that's how it was with drinking for me. You know, you're a yeah. little bit happy and then you just want to keep upping it, right? Well, the thing about drinking is that the the pleasure doesn't come from being drunk. It comes from the the onset of the intoxication, right? So. Yeah. The ramping up is the fun part. Mm-hmm. The getting drunk part is the fun part. Yeah. Staying drunk. After that, it's not fun because no. then your body starts to detox, right? Yeah. And then, you know, you're out. So, you you know, you've only been out for a couple hours. <laughs> you're like, oh, I'll just have another drink because it'll make me feel better. It re- re-stimulates that, yeah. that ramping up feeling, yeah. you know, that pleasurable feeling. Go to, a, go to a bar and drink like three shots mm-hmm. in a row, like quickly. And, and just observe yourself. The pleasure that you get from the onset of the alcohol. And don't drink anymore. And then f- analyze how your body feels when you start to come down off of it. Oh, yeah. Not good. And that's, that's the pleasurable part of it is the ramping up, not yeah. the – the detoxing part sucks. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you can be hung over for two days Yeah, and after a rough night, you know. Yeah, the ramping more. up part is way quicker than – the down it's very it's very brief yeah yeah like the ramping up stage is probably only like you feel that upward Mm -hmm. i don't know for me i guess it was always like one to two hours i guess it's how fast you're drinking too till you get to that that like peak and then after that you're just drinking just to maintain it but you're just feeling worse and worse as as the night goes on and then your body gets to gets physically tired and you know you should go to bed but you kind of feel crummy so you're like well i'm coming down now i'm on just i'll just go have another one or whatever yeah that's why some people smoke cigarettes i guess to try to keep them awake dude okay i never that is that i never considered myself addicted to alcohol ever okay it was something that i enjoyed doing it's fun yeah it's right? a hobby right yeah it's like a nice hobby yeah it's fun well, let's try this beer today let's try this whiskey you know oh this one's better this one i felt you know made me feel this but you know whatever yeah it's it is a hobby right you yeah. try you look at that you look at that big section of all the beer and the whatever you like to drink and you're just like hmm what do we want to try today you know and you want to try to get the fancier <clears throat> ones to impress your yeah. friends sometimes. occasionally you spend 80 bucks on a bottle yeah. and when you're just doing it by yourself you spend 20 <laughs> for sure yeah, so, for yourself you get the cheapest at dude, least that's how i was <laughs> tobacco smoking yeah there's people that smoke one type of cigarette the whole life yeah they like don't try men- new sh- they don't try new stuff they don't you know yeah you know it's not a hobby it's a complete fucking addiction I would I would agree with that, yeah. And they can't help but go smoke. Yeah, they just can't because they because they implement it into so many parts of their life. Yes. It's like wake up, have a cigarette, um, eat eat lunch, have a cigarette. So like, and to to then like, what am I going to do 
when I was smoking is hard hard to do something that pleasurable that so it's like yes it's you have to change your whole routine around to some aspect and it gets to the point where they don't even do anything for you anymore yeah because you constantly have nicotine in your body and it's constantly draining and you just need to re up every hour or so uh, so some people I mean back in the day like when I was a kid yeah my best friend when I was a kid we. I used to go over his house all the time. His dad chain smoked in the house. Oh, okay. And that's just what it was like back then. You know, yeah. Three packs a day. Wow. How many? How much is a pack? 18? 20. Oh, okay. I was yeah. 18. And um, I actually had an issue. So wait, so he had 60 cigarettes a day. Yeah. What the f- So if you figure <laughs> oh, you're yeah. awake for, you sleep for eight hours. That's a third of the day. Right. Yeah. So you have 16 hours. So 60 cigarettes in 16 hours. Wow. So he's like doing like three or it's four. Like four an hour. What the hell? Yeah, four or five. Every hours. fifteen minutes. Yeah, if you if you if you don't it if you don't puff on the cigarette, it'll pretty much just kind of lightly burn there, you know? Yeah. You can smoke a cigarette in forty five seconds if you want to. Yeah. Or you can smoke it in five or six minutes. Yeah. If you just let it sit there. Gotcha. Um <clears throat> but like that was I mean the dude you could if you couldn't stop. Yeah. That, you that just point. could not stop. Because that literally became the habit that he was doing all day, every day. Yeah. Now that's an extreme example, right? Yeah. So here's a I mean, here's a night out in a, a smoker's mind. Okay. This is the, this is the habit that you were just talking about. You associate certain things with. Yeah. With it. I mean, we do that with drinking too. You go to a football game. You go to baseball. Yeah. Eh, we're gonna get fucking. Yeah. Let's I get, have, let's I have get to get go tuned to... up in the parking lot before we go inside. Yeah. You know? Or like you're going to a party. <clears throat> I have to have a beer. Yeah. Like pregame. Right? You yeah. know. So. But okay, here's a night out. All right, I'll see. I'll I'm gonna go outside, smoke a cigarette. Yeah. Ten minutes after leaving the house, cigarette. Yeah. Uh, when are we gonna be there? I don't know, like 15 minutes or so. Lights up a cigarette outside the restaurant. Smoke a cigarette. Yeah. After the first drink, smoke a cigarette <sighs> before the food comes. Right. Yeah. Just ordered, so the food's gonna be 15, 20 minutes or so. Smoke a cigarette. Leave the post dinner cigarette <laughs> is like the the one that people associate a lot with. Because oh. it's like you have the pleasure of being full, yeah, and then you get this external pleasure yeah, from so the nicotine. So you're like, like you're really high off. It. Yeah, you get this dopamine rush, right? This is not me who did this, by the way. I was not a smoker at this time for this story. I'm just <clears throat> explaining it's, to you somebody. It's this. It's similar to like when when people have sex and then they smoke right after. Yes, which, exactly. Which, is I don't weird know how common that is now. <laughs> Admittedly, I have done that, but it's weird smoking a cigarette in a bed. <laughs> So like, odd. where do you put the ashes <laughs> next to the bed? It's so it's so bizarre. I don't know. stupid uh, behavior. So then, anyway, the post the post dinner uh, cigarette. Yeah, get in the car. Ten minutes after getting in the car, smoke a cigarette. The same ten minutes before we get home, smoke a cigarette. Yeah. Have one before going in the house. Go inside, do whatever, and then smoke like two before bed. Yeah, that's a night out. And and when you're out and you're doing being social, you're doing it more. Because you're associating fun yeah. with the nicotine. So you might even do it a couple more times. So you, like you'll do friend. it more often. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, it's, it sounds exhausting, but like you said, it's 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 like impulsive at that point. It, it has think to be. about it. Yeah. It's like instinctual. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm going to do something fun? Pull out a cigarette. If you're associating the pleasure yeah. th- that, you're, that you're experiencing physically with this external... It's so Man. weird. You know, it's like really weird, but kind of reminds me of cell phones because mm-hmm. you can whip it out at any time. And yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm bored. 
exactly. You know, and I, oh, you're you're on the toilet. Flip it. Like that's what it sounds like. It sounds exactly like the phones. But everyone's addicted to this shit. I know. And I just think it's always going to be this addiction, no matter yeah. what. Like if you're going to be involved in society, but not to like go off the well, tracks. But double edged sword, right? Mm-hmm. Because like, dude, I'll go order lunch. Yeah. Go to like a deli or whatever. And wait in the waiting room while they make my sandwich. Mm-hmm. I have to bring my phone in. Yeah, because so that I can compul- sit there at the table and like this is kind of what I'm saying. It's like compulsive that like without yeah. when you're not doing anything. So the same kind of thing with smokers when you're not yeah. doing anything. What do I do? Okay, I'll get the cigarette. And then now it's people. Oh, what do I do? And then they grab their phone. Yeah, they don't man. know how to like just sit in silence and like because other people think that's kind of weird too nowadays. Like if someone just like literally just sitting there, just like I know, I don't know, right? If you're not like on your phone, some people might think. Well, we were just talking about it before this because you were saying that uh, my friend sends you memes. You guys send each other memes all day long. Yeah, so I do that with like five people. Yeah. I just I see something funny, I send it to them, and that's like that's like we're interacting with each other because we have like yeah. a common interest. Somebody will send me a video of like somebody you know doing a burnout or something like that, or driving real a motorcycle two hundred miles an hour on the highway. It's like yeah. oh, check this crazy guy out, and we're we're interacting just in a different in a different way. Yeah, you know? but it's it's a more intense way too. Yeah, because like when you tell somebody something in person, the story. Yeah, it's like you have to you know you have to put a lot of effort in, but when you have a meme or or something like that, a video, it's like that is all right in your face, right. so easy. And you're getting, I think it's dopamine. Yeah. You're getting a dopamine hit. Every time. Constantly. Every time you see something new, you know? And, you know, speaking uh, about addiction just in general, you know, because people aren't only addicted to to alcohol and tobacco. And people have porn addictions. People have uh, phone addictions. They have, I mean, harder drugs, obviously, too, which just completely ruin their lives. Food addiction is a huge one. Yeah. A lot of times for... For uh, former alcoholics, um, that's what I did for a while too. <laughs> I put on some weight. <laughs> it's just like, and it's obviously better. But then you have to realize, okay, maybe even though this is less harmful comparatively, like maybe there's another thing that and it, you slowly like step down the addiction. Yeah. Um, well, think about what's the part of the process of the addiction that gives you gives you the feel good feelings. For me, with drinking was like that, that like pouring that first glass. Oh yeah, you're pretend- you know? yeah, you're anticipating the it. anticipation. Oh, of- I mean, that's the most exciting part. Like you're planning this shit. Like yeah. when you're you're at work and you're like, oh, I fucking hate this job. Can't <laughs> wait to get the fuck out of here. I know. And you're just like, <laughs> my back hurts. Everything yeah. sucks. But guess what? Party's coming soon. I and know. you're just like, you just think it's gonna be the best fucking time ever. And sometimes it is for a little bit. But yeah, you just get so amped up, and and yeah, I agree. You're like, I would get so excited for yeah. like a couple hours. This shit it. sucks, but it's gonna be really fun really later. Good. So it's gonna be <clears throat> this total like you're down here, and later you're gonna be up in you know up yeah. in heaven. Right? Yeah, you're gonna be in your comfortable <laughs> place that makes you happy. Yeah, I mean, I work in the construction industry. I mean, you do too, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but not with like a lot of like workers right it's like it's you yeah, and your dad it's, it's so like it's a little different dudes, like a couple guys, guys but like you know in like companies that i worked for end of the day comes oh yeah hey man pick up a 30 on the way home 
and we'll sit there at work and drink like two, three beers at work with with the whole with all the guys. Yeah, it's it's very much into the culture that we live in because work yeah. hard, like play hard, kind of. Yeah. Or there's sure. guys that get off work. I mean, shit. There's construction workers back in like the '80s and '90s <laughs> that were completely unsupervised, <laughs> drinking all day, drinking long. all day long. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows this. Like, this is not common. Nothing. This is common knowledge. Kind of like the norm back then. But yeah. Yeah. Then you know that have more regulations. People aren't so lax about yeah. that. Dude. A little dangerous, too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, all the buildings are still standing, so That's they true. did something right. <laughs> There's bridges from the from the, uh, from the 40s that still – the Brooklyn Bridge is still up. Yeah, it's, so <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's, it's still amazing. Like, guys <clears throat> could do that while drunk and still, like, do such good, you know, engineering. Oh, yeah, you know, I <laughs> – this is <laughs> – this is bad. But every time I would go out to work on my car, yeah, because I have my my old car, you know, that it's my project. I bring a beer out with me. Oh so yeah, that's I take a shot good. and I bring two beers out with me, and I would do complex mechanical things that not very many people in the world know how to do. Yeah, with a buzz, <laughs> and that car runs great. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I know like that's actually super common with most mechanics. Yeah, um, I, they'll like. Like, I know this one guy who's, like, been doing it forever, and he just drinks, like, light beers all day long. Uh-huh. But, yeah, like, obviously, um, <laughs> that's not the best thing to do. No. I'm not but promoting this, but this is what some people do. It was common. And yeah. the original reason I said that is because I used to work with guys that were, like, they would drive from the construction site directly to the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no no home no wife no family no yeah hey sweetie i'll see you soon it's like oh, i can't wait to get to the fucking bar yeah it's a hard life like especially yeah. like the union guys they're working like weird hours in the city and stuff yep it's, it's like really brutal work and and your back hurts everything hurts so like you know people want relief like pain relief but you know there's obviously better ways of, of going about that too like yeah it's like going to spend that money on a chiropractic or like massage therapist once in a while instead of booze you know like that yeah that kind of stuff yeah and a lot of those blue collar guys i've noticed through the years as see i'm like white collar construction gotcha because i work in the office yeah yeah so it's different for me yeah because you're behind the keyboard i'm behind the keyboard i'm you know doing you know working in excel all day long yeah. calculating and stuff. So I, I I wasn't out there with them, but I interacted with those guys a lot. I mean, I've been out in the field to help occasionally. And you've, you've worked so, with my dad a little bit. Yeah. And you, so you know what it's like. To well, one of the that. reasons I'm good at what I do on the computer is because I've been in the field many times yeah, before, yeah. you know, yeah. and, um, you know, have installed, you know, I mean, when I was not busy, at work with AutoCAD work yeah. or other stuff when I was younger in my career, they would just send me out on the road with the guys and I would just help. Nice. And I learned how all this stuff, because the boss was like, you, you're going to build this stuff in the computer. You need to learn how it goes together in real life. I think that's important because so, it's kind of like abstract if you're never like actually a part, yeah, you of, can't a part apply, of it. You can't visualize the construction of something if it's just in a 2D form. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if you know how physically it works, you can portray it visually yeah. on 2D. Yeah. For so sure. that 
the guys understand what it means and you understand what it means. Yeah. Because I've seen people draw stuff and it's like, dude, that's not going to even work like that. <laughs> like, what's going how, on? How are we going to hang this thing? <laughs> you're just going to – there's this stupid saying in the construction industry. It's like, are you going to use an air hook? An air hook. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> it's oh, like well, you drew it, so I guess it works. You know, it's – yeah. But um, but no, those guys are they, – they almost glamorize the hard life, you know. It's like military guys that have been the blue collar away. guys. Yeah, yeah. I they can glamorize the misery of the I, fucking lifestyle. I can attest to that one hundred percent. My dad's like that hardcore, and yeah, he kind of taught me that way too. Yeah, um, and I never really like bought into it too much. Yeah, no, it doesn't seem like you have it all. Yeah, but there's still a part of me that it still glamorizes it. So once in a while, I'll like push myself like way too hard. Yeah, just just. Because like you want to be so hard, how much can you push yourself? Oh, I think that's yes. just a guy thing. Guys need to do that. It doesn't yeah. matter like who you are. It's just a man thing, I think. Yeah. What do you think? Oh uh, yeah, that makes sense. I never looked at it like that. Like I, I'm miserable right now. Yeah. So I'm just gonna grin it, grit and bear it. Yeah. Or grin and bear it, and then <laughs> grin and, bear and I'm gonna work even harder than it was before, just to. Just to relish this misery that yep. I'm in, like when For I played sure. when I played football, mm-hmm. when we would practice, rain, shine, cold, sleet, yeah. fucking eight feet of snow on the ground. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Being facetious. Uh, you know, three four inches of snow on the ground. We got to practice. We got a game Sunday. Yeah, for sure. They're practicing. Yep. So we're practicing five days a week, from five to eight every fucking day. Yep. Or six to eight. Sorry, it's two hour practice every day. It would, I remember this one time specifically where I was like, man, this is hard. I, I'm, I'm a badass. This is awesome. <laughs> we were doing push-ups in the fucking mud. Oh, yeah. Because it was raining. Nice. And at the end of every practice, they would just beat the shit out of us physically. <laughs> Run. You know, we would do sprints and yep. fucking bear crawls 100 yards. And by the time the practice yep. is over, everybody's hanging their fucking head like, you know. And I remember it started pouring. Mm-hmm. And we were in the middle of our conditioning. Mm-hmm. And we were doing push-ups in the fucking mud. That's awesome. And I was like, this is so fucking cool. It's like from a movie. <laughs> yeah, it was like from The Longest Yard or some shit. <laughs> oh, but it, I remember that. Dude, I, I still remember that. Yeah. That was when I was like 15. But like you can you can go back ago. to that and say, I did that shit. Yeah. I can do this. This is, not, this right. is nothing comparably. So that's why guys do it, I think. Because yeah. they have to be able to pull on this this uh strength you know from like their past or whatever right now yeah you know when things get really tough they're like i had done harder shit than this yeah, before this ain't that nothing, you know yeah, i did push up in the mud yeah <laughs> <laughs> i can do it oh uh, uh, yeah no that those were and it was like that too is like because man when they run you they run you yeah these are and you don't have kid. a choice everybody's got to do it yeah, exactly. You can't like bitch out or mm-hmm. uh, everyone's got Yeah, that's the other thing about like I was thinking about this like the other day when I was taking a cold shower. Uh-huh. I've been doing cold showers every day for like 6 minutes in the morning. Nice. It's just like doing that one hard thing to start yeah, the day. Yeah. Um well that's a perfect example. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> now I figure what I was thinking about <laughs> doing hard Stuff, stuff yeah on purpose yeah exactly and you just mentioned the shower and then there was something yeah, else there I, I had something else by for you if you think of it just yeah interject but um 
yeah, like doing all that stuff is is so important. I'm sure you know it's probably important for women as well. Um, they just have their other struggles that they probably just think about certain relationships that they dealt with or something. Maybe they gain strength from that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I, not a woman. Uh, so I'm not a woman. So I don't know. Happen. We can we can ask Monique or one day <laughs> what motivation for uh, six. But there's I don't I don't want to generalize, but generally speaking, mm-hmm. women aren't out there punishing their bodies on purpose yeah. in the gym. They do, especially now because a lot more women are into it. But it was yeah, it, it's a it's a very like women used to go to the gym and they run on the treadmill, stay in shape, and they would do a couple little dumbbell raises with 10 pounds. Now you got women in there deadlifting 400 pounds. Like there, yeah. there are people that are, that are actually adopting that kind of mentality. Yeah. Which, to like, to, which is interesting, you know, but I, I feel it's like a very small segment. We, we live in that world. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, but most women aren't like that. Yeah. Right. Know? Cause we, we go to like one of the best gyms in uh, New Jersey. Health Probably West. the country. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of women in there that take their training intensely and stuff. So like when yeah. you see them, it's like some of these women are just Holy it's impressive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you know, you know, sometimes phys- like how strong they are, and sometimes just like wow, it's amazing yeah. how like shape they are. Yeah. Not to be like perverted, but it's beautiful. No, um, and you not, can do it's that's not. okay. I think I think that appreciating someone's hard work. I don't think there's anything sexual about no, it. But people they are, try to they are sexy, but you're not going to the gym to fucking stare at people. No. You know what I mean? Exactly. So no, I try to stay away from people, but then people come up to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's like, it's, it's great. Cause we, we have a bunch of friends at the gym Yeah, and, but yeah, you want to get in there and out, but also it's awesome to see your gym buddies. Yeah. Actually, that was one, something that I wanted to mention when I was thinking about on the way over here. It was like, you know, I was just thinking about this year and everything. And I was like, you know, I would like to forget that 2022 happened mm. because I probably endured the most difficult thing that I've ever had to deal with, probably. So it's, it's going to make you stronger. However, eventually. through that, mm-hmm. I have made our friendship better. I have made four to five new friends, which as we have discussed, it's hard to make friends as an adult. Yeah. And good friends that like want the best for you. For everybody. They're not going to be <clears throat> negative and yeah. try to put you down because we all just build yeah. each other up. Yeah, exactly. And I am so grateful for those people that came into my life because maybe, maybe I would have met them. Maybe I wouldn't have. But like the other night we went out to dinner, seven yeah. of us, we had a great time and I was just sitting there like, man, this is so nice. I agree. It, you know, honestly, it felt like a, like a fan. Yeah, it did. Right? Yeah. I'm not trying to get like weird or anything. But, no, and, and the one person or the two people, Matt and uh, and Liz, like, you know, I we just barely started talking to them. But yeah. it just they just fit right in because they're just uh, like down to earth and yeah. and just like have really cool stories to tell and just good overall people, you know? Well, I know Matt through Tim. Okay. And I, but Matt was working at a uh, different New, place. He was working at Newell New Fitness. One, yeah. um, but I knew him and Tim were friends. Oh, and then okay. Matt started working at HealthQuest and I just walked up to him and introduced myself. Yeah. And then Liz, uh, his girlfriend, um, 
we just kind of started all seeing each other there at the same time. And it just, it's been really great. I never thought that I would, I would like through such trauma that I would meet like a few really great people. Yeah. And, and you know, I don't know if, I don't know if putting good energy out in the world through hard times and trying to be as positive as possible, no matter what, like manifested it those people to come into my life to like make me feel better. Cause dude, if I was alone yeah, going through this and at home, just alone. Yeah. And that, that can be anything stressful. It doesn't have to do specifically with what I dealt with, but, um, just sitting at home on your ass doing nothing and mm-hmm. potentially drinking or doing other things that are destructive to you. Yeah. It's just going to prolong that yeah. negativity. Oh, yeah, for so, sure. So, you know how many times I, I was just so drained of energy and I was like, I don't want to go to the gym. But I've been sitting on my ass for eight hours and I need to go. Mm-hmm. I will feel better after this. <laughs> I feel like I want to cry right now because I'm so stressed out. Yeah. But I go, I get get it done, socialize a little bit. Yeah. And then it like makes me feel better. Yeah. I go home, hang out, get in bed. Like it's just you don't realize sometimes you just have to push through things when you don't want to. That perseverance is very important. I you know? I would agree. And like that's a super important when it comes to sobriety because there's gonna be so many days where you're just gonna wanna wanna say, fuck this, like I'm tired today, I'm this or you know, whatever. Um, you know could be real or or imaginary and you know it's just those days you have to have that perseverance to say no you know and it's it's hard as fuck like you know i've i've quit for like almost four years coming up but before that i i was sober for four years so it's kind of weird because i'm like wait you were sober for four years before you wait yeah so like so i you know i've been sober for four years but before that i was like you know, drinking hard for like a year. But before that, I was sober for four years. So what I'm uh, saying, like I had a pretty big break where I was okay. completely sober and straight edge. And then I went to one wine tasting thing and then I, it just like sped up again. And then I was Oh, because you were actually drinking when you were younger and then you took a four year break yeah. and then a year hard again. And then another, now you're four. Yeah, and almost four. Okay. And so like with four years coming up, it's kind of weird because I almost feel like I've been a good boy for four years. Don't do it. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm not going to, but like internally or whatever, like yeah. there's some part of my brain yeah. that's like, well, you know, you've been so good for four years. You could have a little treat. You know? But I know like, obviously, because I tried that last time, it didn't work out. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's just like, that is the, probably one of the hardest parts of quitting is when you think you have a hold on it mm. and you're like, okay, well, I haven't drank for a couple days. I'm just going to have one drink. And maybe you only have that one drink. So you're like, oh, okay, everything's fine. And then next time you say that thing, same thing's going to happen, then you're like, oh, well, I'm going to have one. But then you start to overdo it. And then yeah. you feel horrible about it. And then your resilience to drinking starts to fade again. Right. So that's like what I would do would like – after that, like two, three days, I'm like, okay, I feel, you know, yeah. now I'm going to go, I'm going to go get 
a bottle of whatever. <laughs> and I'm just going to have like a glass of whiskey. Yeah. It's a nice glass. Like, yeah, no, no, I'm going to be very, you know, pedestrian about this. I'm just going <laughs> to be responsible. And then like midnight rolls around and I'm like, yeah. ah, fuck it. Yeah. One more. <laughs> and that's the, that's the trick that you tell yourself is that I, it, it'll be okay. Yeah. And then like not, eight man. drinks deep, <laughs> you're like, this was a horrible idea. <laughs> what did I do? How do I get sober now? Well, yeah. actually you don't say that because when you're drinking, you don't give a fuck about anything. That's true. Even if you know it's, it's wrong. That's why yeah. people love to do yeah, it. I don't care. Yeah. But I've been too high before. And I'm like, how do I get unhigh? I don't want to feel like this right now. Because you actually, it does the opposite thing. It actually opens your eyes more. Yeah, yeah. So you're more sensitive to everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for real. <clears throat> and that's why, like, sometimes if people are high, they might seem slower. But it's We're talking about marijuana here, by the way, not cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. There's many different highs. But, like, I and. I guess maybe what I'm saying is not actually true, but from what I, I think happens, like if you're smoking weed and you get high that way, like you're sensing so many more things. Mm -hmm. So you might seem like really slow to everyone else. Yeah. But just cause you're absorbing way more. So obviously it's like, yeah. it's like I'm a computer. So you're like processing down. way more at the same time. Oh yeah. But yeah, I actually, you know, that's really, you know, taking like uh, edibles or yeah. stuff like that. Cause it's a little bit, it doesn't get me to the point where smoking will, where okay. I'll get like really like. But smoking weed? Sometimes it gets, makes me like paranoid, you know? Yeah. With the edible, at least I know exactly how much I'm getting and I know how I'm gonna feel. Yeah. Um, oh, true, because like if you take more of a puff or less of one. Yeah, you could take could You could take like two hits and feel normal. And then you take one more and you're just off, <laughs> you're on Pluto. I've like, you know what I mean? I smoked like two times when I was. A kid, and I just didn't know how to do it, so yeah. I stopped. And plus, it like it hurt my lungs. I don't like the act of smoking either. Like yeah. I hate it. Um, but you so like I've only effect. done that a few times. But the effect is nice. <laughs> but what I was thinking about the other day, in the recent past, yeah. uh, I took an edible, mm -hmm. uh, and I was actually like contemplating how fucking stupid I am for drinking that much. Mm. I had like a self analytical conversation with me yeah it's like, it, what the fuck dude why are you i i didn't get upset but i was like i've never thought about it this way before yeah it's it slows down sometimes for some people like and i'm not promoting like drug use but for some no people, no I, it's, for, for me it's medicinal i yeah. mean i have a car i have the card and everything yeah yeah so it's, it's not <clears throat> like you know that everyone it's has totally that. harmless but. but uh yeah so um, yeah, there's just a lot of, um, like you were talking about, you're able to kind of like talk to yourself. Yeah. Um, because a lot of times if you're like, you know, they're working crazy hard, you're, you're doing math all day, you're, you're, you know, um, you, you're on caffeine, all these things, you're yeah. stressed out, someone's texting you this, that. Your, your your body's actually like going so quick in so many directions that you're never actually able to like really um, talk to yourself. Yeah. So so what uh, we does it slows your like thinking down mm -hmm. and but to a level where you can actually start to like the back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. To me it's like the 
it removes the veil of bullshit that I tell myself. Mm. And I just see things for the truth and what they are. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's why I like it. Huh. But like I said, I've gotten too, too high before. <laughs> and this is not recently. This is in the past. Yeah. That's why I don't smoke anymore. And I never, ever, like, I smoked for the first time when I was like 18. Mm. And then dude, 12 years went by. Yeah, and I never did it. Like it just, it was never a thing for me. Yeah. And when I found out about the medical use type thing, I was like, hmm, because I don't like doing anything that's illegal. Yeah. So that's why I stayed away from it. Yeah, that's it's why illegal. Just, just drink. I'm not gonna. You can you can walk into any liquor store and buy enough to kill yourself, <laughs> but you can't. You know, smoke weed. Some weed. Yeah. So I just avoided it for 15 years, and then in the last two years, I think it was 2020 or 2021, 20. No. 21? I think it was 2021. 2021, like the end of 2021, they finally yeah. made it legal. And I was like, all right, let me try. Yeah. And I still have been very sporadic with it. Yeah. Um, Which is probably good because... Yeah, I'm not going like, to do it all the time. Yeah. I, so it's like once every other week. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like you're not, not doing it every day or no, something. not at all. And honestly, like, so so the guy that created, uh, created AA... Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually used psychedelics mm-hmm. and that whole experience kind of like brought him closer to God or, you know, whatever you yeah. want to call it. And through that experience, he didn't want to drink anymore. Kind of like how you said, even yeah. just doing the weed, you were like, you were actually able to talk to yourself and like, what are you doing? Why yeah. are you doing this? Why and then, would you do that? But, and then, Cause you can't <laughs> see the stupid excuses. Well, because of this and because, yeah, well, because I broke whatever. up with my girlfriend yeah. or my, <laughs> I have no money in my bank it's account. Like, but but this sad. isn't good for you. Yeah. Like, you were mentioning the psychedelic thing. It's like there are actually our doctors now prescribing people. Oh, like they're yeah. microdosing them in office. Yeah. They're in pay, inpatient facilities where they're microdosing people with like ketamine. Yeah. And um, uh, I don't know with LSD. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about the acid one. Is acid and LSD the same thing? I'm yeah. such a fucking noob when it comes to drugs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the same thing. <laughs> I've only I've only drank a ton. I've I've never branched out. <laughs> that's okay. You've done enough. <laughs> I did enough to myself. Uh, but psychedelics don't damage your organs. They don't. You know, you come off of them, and it's because it's because it's it's your brain. It's not yeah your body. Yeah, exactly. You know? And and psychedelics have been like you know proven to, um, you know to decrease depression and stuff in mm-hmm. certain studies. So yeah, there's a lot of good to come from it. Um, it's just kind of weird that they were, you know, if you had possession of them for a, for a long time and still, I guess you could get in a lot of trouble, but now, now they're like, you can get it depending on the from state. The doctor. Okay. From the state. D- 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 it depends on which state you're yeah. in. I think uh, Oregon and Washington state, Okay. Because Washington's like super liberal. Gotcha. They have, you know, they're one of the first places that legalized uh, marijuana and they also have legalized uh, mushrooms. Yeah. No, and it, and like, I'm, I'm going to sound totally Which hippie. I've also never done. <laughs> sound like totally hippie here, but, and like, probably a lot of people agree. Um, but yeah, like psychedelics and all these kind of things, you know, they can be overdone as, as well. Like, they can be abused. But oh, yeah, for the most part, like, it's just kind of weird that th- those type of drugs, um, which usually, if taken safely and not abused, they can actually uh, 
help your brain out, especially with people that had, um, you know, certain disorders. But also, if um, certain people with like schizophrenia and whatnot, if they take psychedelics, that can really actually mess with them more. So mm-hmm. it depends on the person and the preconditions. But um, yeah, yeah, it's just interesting, like that we have this weird view on drugs. Like they're either well, usually when you say drugs, you think bad. But then, like vaccines and and other types of drugs, people think good. Um, but you just have Ooh, to really, point. you just have to really see, like, what's, you know, what does this drug do, and then is it safe, and or how much is safe, and like these types of things. Yeah. And with alcohol, honestly, no, no amount is safe because it just destroys your your body. It's yeah. a toxin to your body. Totally toxic. Um, like weed's not a toxin. Um, but if you take too much weed, you can have problems too. Like <laughs> yeah. with, so with anything, if you abuse anything, but what I'm trying to say with alcohol, there's there's any amount is abuse uh, for alcohol. Yeah. And I would say like with nicotine, if you took a small dose, you could probably be okay with it. Yeah, but you would get addicted too quick. <laughs> nicotine. Actually, I think I read a thing. I read a thing <laughs> somewhere. I heard it somewhere. Uh, is that caffeine is actually the thing that Americans are the most addicted to? I I would agree with that. I'm addicted to it. I probably have. <laughs> I'm totally addicted six, to it. <laughs> six hundred milligrams a day, which is like the maximum of what you're supposed to. Oh, actually, I think it's four hundred. Is my pre workout has three hundred and fifty milligrams in it. Yeah, it's it's not good, and that's a shot of caffeine. It's yeah. like wham, you know. But you know what's weird is that caffeine withdrawals are actually really really bad because if yeah, you swear off a of caffeine. Totally. Yeah. You get like super drowsy because your body's used to having it in your system at all times. Yeah, for a couple days. And the half-life of caffeine, and I'm not a scientist, but the half-life of caffeine um, is pretty long. So it actually uh, takes like a few hours for it to actually get out of your system, which is why like taking 350 milligrams in pre-workout at 6 o'clock at night and you're wondering why you're staring at the ceiling at three o'clock in the morning is because there's still and, caffeine in your body. And then, and then you're like, I think I just have anxiety. Yeah. I think I have anxiety problems. Oh. Like that's true to a certain extent, but it yeah. exasperates it. You, you know what coffee does to me now? And I've cut back on coffee too. Mm. I only, I only drink, uh, like, uh, there's this, um, this brand called the kill cliff. Have you heard of that? They have them at they have them at the gym. Uh, that guy Andy Stump. Okay, he, that's his company. Okay, but it's like a recovery energy drink, but it only has two hundred milligrams of caffeine in it. Okay, and it's like a refined version of it. It's not like pure from coffee. Okay, because what I've noticed with coffee, just specifically coffee, mm-hmm. not caffeine from another type, is I get like hot flashes all day long. I'm like hot, cold, hot, cold. I'm like huh. start to like sweat and shit. What is wrong with me? That sounds like something with like the veins, like your veins. I don't know. Contracting too much and then opening up too much. Well, I think caffeine is a vasorestrictor. So it so usually that makes you colder. Yes. Take some uh, arginine and citrulline and be fine. Oh yeah. Yeah, for the pump. Or some beet some beet beet extract. I have this two pills I take every day. it's like something from beets. I don't know. Apparently, beets are really good for like your heart and blood pressure and stuff. Oh yeah, 
So it's just like pure beets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like a little red pill. Yeah. I don't know if it does anything, but it probably does. But hey, <laughs> um, I, I've been trying to take like vitamins and stuff. I was taking those animal pack yeah, those are good. vitamins like too once much a day. Stuff. Sometimes they're too much. I kind of have to like give my liver a break yeah. from processing all those micronutrients. Yeah. Because it just comes out. You know, you're not your body's not absorbing at all. It's purging it. Yeah, and then there then there's <clears> certain <throat> vitamins like water soluble vitamins. So those you'll pee out. But then the fat soluble ones, you know, you'll keep in your fat. But if you keep taking way too much of it, you can actually get sick eventually. Wait, what is it? Fat soluble? So, yeah, I don't understand that. So certain vitamins, yeah, the uh, fat soluble ones need you know fat to move through your body. Right. Um, what while the water ones use water so they'll use uh, so your body will use the amount of vitamins that it needs for both you know but with the fat soluble uh, vitamins if you don't need it at that moment it'll say okay store in the fat cells oh, but okay. if you overtake certain vitamins like i think vitamin e is a fat soluble one like you're taking like a thousand um the daily value for a long time, you can get really sick from that. Mm, yeah. From from taking a vitamin. Yeah. You vitamin. think well there's totally a, fine, so that's abusing something like you know, <coughs> the vitamins or whatever. There's a there's a I love that movie, um Bigger, Stronger, Faster. Yeah. And uh if you want to learn anything about steroids, go watch that movie. It's by Chris Bell. It's an incredible movie. I've seen it like half a dozen and times. Doesn't he talk? He talks about other stuff like other um, stuff too. Yeah, he, like, it's performance enhancement, but not just steroids. Like they talked about Tiger Woods getting his eyes done because and that other guy like um, in a oxygen uh, deprivation chamber. So it was like he was purposely making his body have less oxygen, so then his body would be forced to make more red blood cells. Correct. Yeah. Yep. So crazy. And your <laughs> your muscles uh, use red blood cells. As yeah. they're pumping, yeah, and then, it, well, blood doping was a huge thing. They would, you, there's four ways you can do it, right? Yeah. You can increase your to increase your red blood cells. You can train at altitude. Yep. You can sleep in a sleep in a oxygen deprivation tank. Yep. Which are legal. It's totally legal to do that. They yeah, have, they even have an Olympic training center in Denver for that very reason. Yeah. But you can also blood dope. Yes. Which is you remove the blood from your body, yep. like a month before, they inject it. and then they re-inject it a couple of days before the competition. Yep. So you have more physically more blood inside of you. Yep. Or you can take EPO, yeah. which will increase red blood cells chemically. It tells your body to create more. Yeah. And and uh, cyclists, Lance Armstrong. That's what he got. Caught that's what for. he got caught with. Yeah, it was the whole team, though. It wasn't just him. It was everybody. Yeah, well, they need this. You can't compete at that elite level without doing it. They you know, need a scapegoat. They always pick. Of course. And Lance Armstrong's people. kind of an asshole, so they were like, well, <laughs> if it's going to be anybody, it's going to be him. <laughs> and he's wanted a lot. He's cocky, so yeah, yeah. we'll screw him over. Exactly. No, it's too funny, but like, and it's funny because like, if he did the other way, he would have never got in trouble. Yeah. And it's stupid because the result is exactly the same. I guess maybe injecting it, they think it's easier than sleeping in the chamber, which is true to a certain extent. And you can probably regulate how much red blood cells your body produces true, with so an injection. More right. than maybe you could do it. He actually told a story that I heard 
that he was on the bus with his cyclist yeah. buddies, the, the whole team. And the buses were like under the, the buses, the, um, the bikes were in a truck that was following them. Yeah. And some of the guys after taking EPO, yeah. they started to feel really uncomfortable because your blood turns to syrup because there's so many red blood cells. In yeah. It. So, so your heart has to be really strong yes. to take EPO or else you probably will have a freaking heart attack. And that's what they were worried about. So oh, they okay. got out of the bus at like 12 o'clock in the morning yeah. and got their bikes out of the, the truck in the back. Yeah. And the bus followed them at like 20 miles an hour for like an hour and a half. Yeah. So that they could, for lack of a better term, burn off huh. that feeling that they had and use up those blood cells. Wow. Yeah. It's a crazy story. It's on Lance Armstrong was on Joe Rogan about five years ago. And that's where I heard that story. Oh wow. Yeah. It's really interesting. Uh, I, I, <clears throat> it turns your blood to molasses. Yeah. Cause it's yeah. like what, like twice as thick as normal. It turns, or gets thicker. Yeah. Well that's what the viscosity of your blood is. It's yeah. the amount of red blood cells that are in it. So the more red blood cells, the more, the, the more like syrupy it is. Yeah. Huh. And I heard something uh, about uh, people who are drunk. When you're intoxicated, you bleed a lot more. I don't know what the reason for that is, but um, that's interesting. You you bleed more. I mean, maybe it's because you're blood thins when you drink i don't know i'll have to look that it one up we'll have to it. do a comeback on that a call back <laughs> on that one it has to be something like thinning of it because that's really the the only way that you bleed out quicker and if if it's thicker you bleed out not as quick obviously because it clots yeah. like right away it's like it's <laughs> a hilarious story i follow what it's like car podcast and there's this guy that tells these hilarious stories and he was talking about this lady that he had known around town um, that he drove home one day from, uh, oh, something was wrong with her car, he drove her home. And they developed this, like, friendship. Yeah. And she, like, showed up at his house drunk one night uh-huh. with blood all over her. Jesus. And he goes, well, when your blood alcohol level is half, you bleed out quicker. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to go and do my research, obviously, because I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. And I, I had heard that before, <clears throat> that you bleed more uh, from, like, one of my friends is a volunteer firefighter. So he had to go through, like, the, you don't have to be, an, you're not an EMT, but you have to get the certification, first aid certification. Gotcha. From Red Cross or whatever. Yeah, I've gotten that before. He said to me, <laughs> he had mentioned that to me, too. Oh, yeah. When I cut my arm. Gotcha. We talked about that. Yeah. He's like, I'm surprised you didn't bleed out. I think he was just joking with me. You know, it's not a funny <laughs> Scary, joke. <yeah. laughs> that was like, really, that was not a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Alternatives to AA. If you would like to contact us directly, please shoot us an email at alternatives to AA 2021 at gmail.com. We also hope that you continue to join us on Mondays at 6 p.m. You can watch us live on YouTube. You can subscribe to us that way as well. You can leave us a five-star rating and follow us on Spotify. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, we ask that you please leave a rating and an honest review. We'll see you next week. Bye.